Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, brought to you by Campbell's new chunky spicy soup. It's time to get fired up. How could you not get fired up after watching this game? Raptors, Hawks, kind of guaranteed to be a bit of a classic. I mean, sometimes it's a heartbreaker. You know, Atlanta is kind of guaranteed to break your heart once a year. We saw that last time the Raptors were in Atlanta. They played a really good game. Unfortunately, they lost it at the end there with uh, Sadiq Bey with that putback. And I just think that there's something in particular in this matchup. It's the fact that Atlanta plays really poor defense and the Raptors have a lot of options to attack. And their offense looked awesome, honestly, when they play Atlanta. Most teams' offenses look awesome, but I thought the Raptors' offense tonight was great. The ball movement tonight, you just I mean, there's so many plays you can go through and clip. Um, 37 assists for the Raptors tonight on their 50 made field goals. Um Raptors, unlike the Hawks, not always playing for the whistle. And the Hawks end up with 24 foul attempts to only eight for Toronto. And by the way, half of that total, half of the eight were on technical free throws. um, As the Hawks were complaining about calls to the point where uh, Quinn Snyder literally got himself ejected, which honestly, big thank you to the man with the bright red Zenny glasses. uh, And also a thank you to Trey Young and also a thank you to... Uh, who was the other hawk that got uh, a tech? I th- maybe like I, I think it might have been uh, DeAndre Hunter. But in any case, the Hawks were really pressed in the first half, and they had four technicals just for complaining. And by the way, this game ended up being a two point game. The Raptors winning one twenty three to one twenty one. Those four points really mattered. But seriously, the Raptors played really good basketball. Um, from start to finish, began the game really well, ate some punches from Atlanta. You know that this is a team that can be really lethal offensively, and they didn't even shoot the ball that efficiently from anywhere, really. You look at it, 43 from the field, uh, 30.8% from three, 70.8% from the free throw line. Trey Young only ends up having 11 points on 4-13 shooting, and that includes a miracle pull-up fading three at the uh, very end there to make it, I guess, a two-point game with only 0.3 seconds left, so it was kind of just, you know, cool. You got it in at the buzzer, but realistically, he was held to single digits for most of the night, and they still have 121. But yeah, just a really fun game overall. And, um, you know, I, I think coming into this one, you were a little bit worried, especially because R.J. Barrett was ruled unavailable. The Raptors chose not to play him on the second half of back-to-back. He had the issues with his knee and had missed some time, so... They must have evaluated before the game and decided, okay, we can't really go with him. Darko actually decided um, instead of changing his rotation and promoting somebody from his usual second unit, I mean, the Raptors do have a couple options there. He instead decided to jump to his third group and brought up Jordan Nwara to be in the starting group. And I thought Nwara did okay. I mean, defensively, he made some, some good decisions, but offensively, I thought he was forcing a little bit too much, maybe reminiscent of uh, trying to recreate what he did last time against Atlanta, and he had a really good breakout game. Him and Jonte Porter were just awesome in that game against Atlanta. Unfortunately, they lost, but it was a really good effort. Um, that took place about a month ago now. But, uh, yeah, Nwara gets to start in, the, in place of... RJ, the rest of it, the rotation was really pretty much the same. And, you know, um, Raptors came out really strong. And the reason they came out really strong, and by really strong, I mean they were up, I don't know, like 20 to 9. The Hawks had to call the first two timeouts. Uh, But the reason they came out really strong was because of Emmanuel Quickly, who 
Uh, played 37 minutes in this game, led the Raptors in scoring with 24. The Raptors are super balanced in scoring, eight players finishing in double digits. You love to see that. It's a great sign of um, how the Raptors played, which was to share the ball really well. I mean, Atlanta actually did a decent job sharing the ball too, but a lot of their stuff was crashing offensive glass. Um, so not nearly as many assists for them. And a lot of driving layups for DeJounte Murray, who uh, was primarily the one that was doing the damage, especially with Trey really muted in this one. But Raptors got out to a great start because of Quickly. And Quickly came out ultra aggressive. I mean, before the first timeout was called by Atlanta, uh, you already saw Quickly dash up the court. Um, honestly, often one on two, one on three. And um, he had already made three transition baskets. In just the first quarter alone, he had 13 points in the first quarter, was hunting for his offense, running up the floor, sprinting up the floor for the pull-up threes, sprinting up the floor to finish in transition at the basket. Just kept his dribble alive uh, and got deeper into the paint um, you know, to start the game, and it was great to see him thrive. This is the second game in a row now where he's really made an impact with his scoring in particular, and of course the playmaking, the rebounding. Other things are going to be there. I thought defensively, he played a decent game here tonight as well. A lot of, um, you know, him just not necessarily playing on-ball defense. I mean, he he did decently against uh, Murray he, in terms of he didn't foul him and, and he stayed in front of him and forced him to shoot over length. But Murray was very much comfortable with shooting over the top of quickly. Uh, Murray is just a little bit bigger and a little bit longer, and it was easier for him to shoot over the top of quickly. But quickly was in position, and I thought he did a good job with help defense as well. But... Quickly got the team off to an amazing start. Again, the Raptors did a great job guarding Trey Young in this one. Trey uh, finishing with basically single digits until that final three to finish with 11 points on 4-13 shooting. I mean, this is a guy who averages almost, what, 30 points a game, basically, and, and, and like 12 assists. Like, he finishes with 11 and 7. I, I think you're more than, in, you know, live with that, especially with his four turnovers as well. And, you know, I, I think the Raptors obviously – uh, were coming into this lineup, and that was a bit of a concern, was how are you going to guard Trey and who's going to guard Trey? And the Raptors actually chose for Gary to be the option guarding Trey. Now, Gary is not necessarily thought of as a stopper. We had a whole discussion about it on the show earlier uh, on Friday's episode with Vivek, which was really, really fun, by the way, and, and also, by the way, included a great interview with uh, with Alvin. But um, we were talking about Gary and, and just needing to improve on defense. And you saw that here tonight. I mean, he really stuck with Trey, fought through screens. You know, um, the Raptors obviously gave him plenty of help. They showed two defenders at Trey Young and a lot of times forcing him to pass. The Raptors rotated well behind them, zoned up well behind the ball. And realistically, I think the Raptors actually did a great job of not just forcing the ball out of Trey's hands, but also forcing the Hawks into misses. The only issue with... The Hawks like to crash the offensive glass, especially against Toronto. And it's a repeat of what happened last time when they were in Atlanta. The Hawks just, you know, despite shooting a much worse percentage, uh, were able to get a lot more attempts up because of their offensive rebound. You saw that once again tonight. 20 offensive rebounds, including six for Sadiq Bay. And again, that's not somebody you should really have to worry about that much on the offensive glass. But like last time, Sadiq Bay had seven, including the game-winning putback, right? So... Um, yeah, I mean, the Raptors, uh, though, I, look, you're going to have to live with that sometimes. You're going to have to play a bit of a, a, a wild, uh, you know, aggressive defense if you're going to try to stop Trey. And they did do the, the hard part, which was stop Trey. They just couldn't clean up some of the messes behind them. But still, quickly got him out to a great start. Um, Wara diving on the ball, you know, for, for steals. Scotty, you know, uh, Gary, all those guys doing a great job pressuring the ball. 
And honestly, at, at first, Atlanta was really just, again, subsisting on those offensive rebounds. You know, Capella making a, an issue around the glass. Uh, Jalen Johnson, he's a really bouncy athlete. He was around the glass quite a bit. Uh, Sadiq Bay crashing in from the weak side. Again, if the Raptors are putting two on the ball on the perimeter on Trey, that does create uh, create an opportunity for the Hawks to have a free man crashing in for the glass, and they cashed in quite a bit. When they went to the second unit, Bruno Fernando uh, was super aggressive and rolling to the basket, using his physicality, his athleticism, you know, to get the best of Kelly Olenek, and even at times against, uh, uh, you know, um, Jakob as well. But still, the Raptors... You got to expect the fact that they're going to come back with something, right? Like, they're not just going to roll over. This is obviously a team that um, isn't necessarily uh, thriving in the standings. I mean, they're 24 and 32, so literally just a game above the Raptors. But still, um, this is a team that, uh, you know, has a lot of weapons offensively. And they started getting hot. The second unit started playing really well. Uh, Bogdanovich always gives them a lift, and he did well to start. Uh, and Hunter, in particular, I thought was excellent. I mean, Hunter, uh, <laughs> 22 points on 8 of 16 shooting, was making a lot of great decisions offensively, knocking down the mid-range, which he does well, getting to the glass, too, um, and getting all the way to the basket on his drives. But Raptors' second unit, honestly, give them credit. They started holding their own, too. Um, so their second unit has basically been, and even with uh, RJ missing time today, uh, because they promoted Wara to the starting group, that actually allowed the second unit to stay intact. And I think the second unit tonight, for me, was the real MVP for the Raptors. I mean, the, the starting group played well. There's no doubt. They closed the game decently enough. Um, they didn't close with Wara, but just in general, I thought they did a good job. Um, but when you look at the second unit for Toronto, that's where, when you think of the ball movement and the Raptors finishing with 37 assists tonight, the ball movement, a lot of the really, really great sequences were a lot of flow, a lot of cutting, a lot of movement, a lot of making extra passes, getting open layups, getting cuts to the rim, getting catch-and-shoot threes. A lot of that was with the second group. And, you know, it's a, it's a newer group for sure, but on paper there are a lot of nice little pieces of connection. So it's Scotty Barnes running with Kelly Olenek, with Bruce Brown, Ochai Abaji, and Grady Dick. And honestly, in this game in particular, and I hope they watch the film on this one and they really, really soak it in, but in this game in particular, you saw how that group can really work well offensively. Defensively, I have some concerns, but we'll put that aside for now. Offensively, first off, when do you ever see the Raptors bring four guys off the bench and they all score in double digits, right? Uh, 10 for Kelly, 12 for Bruce, 14 for Ochai, and 18 for Grady. Uh, first of all, that is alone is excellent, right? But the other thing, too, is everybody kind of had a role to play in that whole dynamic. So, you know, Grady is is cutting, constantly making a lot of, uh, you know, just things happen around him. His cutting, his movement allows for a lot of breakdowns uh, in the defense because, again, he is red hot right now, and he is not only getting to uh, open opportunities at the um, – three-point line, but he's also finding time to curl and, and get downhill and and honestly finish, and that's the most important thing, finish off some of these catches where he's, you know, uh, going 100 miles per hour on his cut and, and he's trapped under the rim and he still finishes, or he is uh, having to jump and, and step through from a little farther out and, 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 you know, finishing with finger rolls, switching hands midair type of things. Like, you saw some really, really, really good finishes from uh, from from Grady tonight um, as he finished with 18 points. You know, there's that aspect. There's also 
what Ochai has been able to do, which is, you know, um, slot in around and, and, and get open for threes. A lot of the times, because the, the, the Hawks were selling out to try to guard Grady, trying to guard against Scotty's pressure going downhill, trying to guard against Kelly's size and Bruce Brown, you know, making cuts. A lot of times they're leaving Ochai and saying, okay, you got to beat me with the three. And he was very confident with the threes. Catch and shoot in the corners. Looked really smooth. Four or five from three for Ochai. Bruce, I think him and Kelly have a good mind meld. The two of them, um, you know, can kind of really almost co-play point guard when it's not Scotty running the show. And, of course, you want Scotty running the show, too. And Scotty did a decent job with that group. He did a great job with both units, honestly. Um, but... You know, there were moments where it was like Kelly and Bruce can kind of facilitate an attack. And the the Raptors night, because of who they were playing, because they're playing the Atlanta Hawks, had to reorient um, their focal point of how they wanted to attack, mostly because they really wanted to highlight and attack and expose Trey Young. And so that takes you out of your offense a little bit because Trey is usually guarding like one of the weaker players on the court. So if he's sharing the court with Ochai, he might be guarding Ochai. If he's sharing the floor with Bruce Brown, he might be guarding Bruce Brown. So you might have to run a lot of your offense towards some of the weaker options. Having said that, though, that that really didn't necessarily mean that the Raptors couldn't find ways to attack it. And there were some smarter ways to attack it. And I thought Bruce Brown did a great job of it, staying in motion, staying active, not just you know pinning Trey and and, and sort of stalling out the offense and forcing it to come your way, but making you, you make yourself available, moving, bumping, and then finishing with kind of quick, decisive movements around the basket where Trey obviously can't be a factor to to defend versus a guy like Ochai who also saw that he had Trey on him and tried to uh, front, uh, try to post up and end up getting called for two push-offs where Trey, I mean, honestly, one of them, Trey definitely exaggerated the contact, but Again, he was trying to sort of hold his position in the post and then push off against him to get some of the last separation to then, you know, finish off these high-low sequences. Um, that's just not as effective as sort of what Bruce was doing. But still, the second unit did a great job, and, and they facilitated well. I thought Kelly, again, in particular, just continued to really enjoy his game. Honestly, even defensively, I, okay, defensively, whatever. Bruno Fernando was... Uh, was was kind of beasting on the glass and, uh, you know, very active. I don't know why Anyekon Kamu didn't play, but honestly, Fernando did his job for him and was aggressive on the glass. And at first I was like, okay, maybe we're seeing Kelly, like, look a little old. I mean, he's certainly, even when he was younger, he wasn't as athletic as Bruno. But still, um, you know, you, you saw a little bit of, like, maybe doubt in Kelly defensively. But you also saw, honestly, a lot of these moments, and we've seen it consistently since he's joined the team, he makes smart plays and he makes good reads, and I think he's done a good job overall defensively. His He moves his feet better. Like, I think when he came in, I was like, okay, essentially is this another trade, like Thad Young situation where he can play, but there's clear limitations, and it's not necessarily an ideal so far. And, um, you know, I don't think that this is unsustainable. It's not like he's shooting the lights out. In fact, he, he did miss two wide-open threes uh, in the first half. But so far, I think what Kelly has shown is that he's a clear upgrade over what Thad was doing. And I think a lot of that comes down to Thad really couldn't move his feet much anymore. And I think for Kelly, he's still pretty light on his feet and he's pretty nimble and he gets in the way. He, he knows some veteran tricks. You know, he knows when to get away with a grab here or there, slap down the ball here or there, but he's also actually making plays like tonight. He had a, a rotating play where he rotated over and like jumped, jumped to, to block one of the most athletic players in the league and Jalen Johnson. So 
there's things like that where I'm really appreciating, but it's it's also the playmaking. I mean, the part of the you know reason you wanted to get Kelly in there, well, a couple reasons actually. You saw that all tonight, but one of the main reasons is you want to see what Scotty would look like playing in a small ball with a small ball five, right? Five out lineup and five out lineup. The most difficult part is finding a five that can be on the outside. And not only is Kelly a guy who can shoot from the outside, and even if he doesn't make them, teams still respect them out there. But he can play make from the outside as well. So you got different options in terms of, you know, guys cutting off the ball and, and getting high low passes or work him working dribble handoffs. Or honestly, you're seeing it like once a game, Kelly will catch the ball, sell the dribble handoff, keep it when they overplay. In this case, they overplayed quickly. It was a baseline out of bounds play quickly. Honestly, it was kind of gesturing a lot with his eyes um, to to Kelly Inbound of the ball to Kelly, then came in, into the court and immediately called for the ball, and that drew both uh, defenders towards Emmanuel, who at this point was red hot. And Kelly read this and chose to keep the ball instead after faking the pass on the handoff and cut back door instead for an easy dunk. Stuff like that. I just really, really enjoy it. There's a fluidity to just how he's been able to uh, help run the second unit. Um, but yeah, I mean, you want Scotty to have sort of more space and, and, and be the facilitator and the, and the dictator of the action. To be honest, the only thing you would really say about Scotty tonight was just a couple of like careless passes for the turnovers. Sometimes he'll lose his handle. Um, those things can definitely stand to improve, but overall for a guy who didn't force his shot, um, but he still managed to stay involved. I think that really, really reflects well on what, a really good Scotty Barnes game looks like at this current moment. It showcases a lot of his skill set. Defensively, he was active. He was coming around and he was blocking shots. Honestly, got got robbed of a block at one point. Uh, they they might have even like Dejounte Murray kind of got a, caught an inbound passes in the fourth quarter late and uh, went out for a quick shot. And Scotty looked like he had goaltended, and the referee definitely you know called it as a goaltend. But when they show the replays. It's actually remarkable how quickly Scotty got up to recover for that play. And it did look like he pinned the shot against the backboard before it touched the backboard, too. So you're seeing the activity, but you're also seeing the playmaking, right? The times where he's able to put pressure on the paint. And, you know, because he's he's shown the ability to score. Like in this game, for example, Scotty not only was able to get downhill to the basket, post up, score that way, roll to the cup a couple of times, transition drives, but he also made turnaround jump shots and mid-range jumpers where in the first half, when you saw Scotty Barnes making mid-range pull-ups, all of a sudden you start to think about, wait, hold on. If we fast forward into the future just a little bit and he ma- he manages to master that shot or create that shot or get to it uh, at, at, with a consistency, which honestly, we, I would not put it past him. He's got a good shooting approach, got a good shooting touch, and he did have a really good mid-range game uh, when he first entered as a rookie. He, since then, he's kind of gone away from it which is normal. I mean, most players will focus on the more efficient areas at the rim, at the three. He's improved in those fronts. But that mid-range shot, I think, especially if he wants to really, really always be a scoring threat, that part where he nailed those two mid-range shots really helped establish his, his scoring game. And, of course, once you do that, he's going to draw double teams, and th- that's the best part. Once Scotty draws a double team, you know he's going to make the right decision. In transition, he's phenomenal. In the half court, he's phenomenal as well, picking out other guys. So he found quickly, for example, uh, for a cross-court uh, three where, um, you know, he found Gary for a cross-court three, sorry, and he also found quickly for another three. One time it was Scotty in the post, posting up and quickly running to the ball, uh, and catching the short kick out for the three. Another time, Scotty was posting up two defenders on him. 
and he threw a cross-court pass to Gary wide open for three. That made it from a two-point game to a five-point game in the last two minutes. So I think Scotty made a great impact on the game overall. But yeah, just the whole bench lineup I thought played really well. And I was really happy to see Obagi get minutes in this one. To be honest, 17 doesn't even feel like enough. I mean, not only because he was a plus 13 in those 17 minutes, but you really needed Abaji's defense. I, I continue to be really impressed with his defense. Um, it's You're starting to appreciate that, okay, he's a little bit smaller, but he's incredibly quick. He's a really, really quick defensive player. So what do I mean by, or what does that look like in, in a game like this? So there was a play, I believe, where he was guarding against Bogdanovich. And Bogdanovich you know, drove him to a spot, then turned around and went for the the, the turnaround jumper. Abaji at first, um, you know, he, he wrote out the challenge and, 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 you know, prevented him from getting all the way to the hoop. But of course, on that quick turnaround, it creates a lot of separation, especially for a big guard like Bogey to be able to shoot over the top. Not only was Abaji able to stay with the spin move, but not only did he meet the spin move, but he actually got closer to him upon the spin uh, on the closeout and then jumped up to block the shot as well. I mean, he really gives these guys problems. And I think right now his his best assignment is guarding guards. Um, but you really needed him to show some time against Trey Young, show some time against DeJounte Murray. I think he guarded Murray better than anybody else in this game for the Raptors side of things. Um, certainly a lot better than, uh, than quickly. But yeah, I, mean, I thought Abaji did a really good job defensively. And offensively, it's really just going to come down to can you make those threes, right? And that's why I made the comp of like, you know, can he be a Danny Green type in the future? And I don't know why not, honestly. I mean, he's certainly more quick twitch than than Danny was. Danny was never like the athlete that Abaji is. Of course, he's a, he's a way, way better shooter. Um, and, you know, I think Danny maybe even be a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger than Abaji is. But still... Yeah, you, you. I just think that Abaji, uh, you know, especially in matchups like this where you have tricky guards to to try to handle, his his point of attack defense is really stellar, and I think it's only going to improve from here once he gets to know his teammates more and more. But just in general, I, I've been really enjoying his game. So again, phenomenal performance from pretty much everybody off the bench for Toronto, and that includes Grady, by the way, who again, eighteen points. In 22 minutes, it's been thrilling to watch Grady not only establish himself as a reliable catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. He's, I think, over, since coming back from the the like G League assignment, he's over 50% from three, and he's automatic. And and, and it, it's backed up by the, the signature Will Lou watches warm-ups uh, like a creep, uh, but without fail, will watch warm-ups. And I love watching Grady's warm-up now. And I've been watching it all year. At the start of the season, I'm not even kidding. There were moments where it was like, I'm not sure he's making a higher percentage thing than Precious, right? Uh, but as the season has gone on, he's gotten so much more comfortable. They've worked on a lot of his like foot, footwork, his timing, his catch of shoots from different ranges, going left, going right, drifting, uh, pull-ups, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I mean, he's he's getting better and better and better as the season has gone on. And it's showing in the game as well. And of course, once that three starts to fall for him, Everything else he's able to do more of cut back door, make the extra passes out. Only one assist for Grady, but I thought he made a lot of really good passes tonight. Again, when he comes off these curls or when he comes off these screens and the triple handoffs, a lot of times he's seeing two defenders and he's been able to make the right reads in addition to um, you know, when they don't show that, complete the play. So whether that's, you know, a mid-range pull-up, which he's done a great job of and he made two of those tonight, whether that's um getting all the way to the basket and finishing with a variety of finishes. 
Um, whether that's getting out in transition, he's just done a great job. And I'm so happy for him. 18 points in 22 minutes. You could definitely tell his style of play is kind of exactly what you would need long term uh, with this whole group. I could easy. I, I don't really foresee a, a version of the Raptors that wouldn't need a great movement shooter, a guy who can cause problems both with catch and shoot threes, but also break down your defense by cutting back door as well. I, I feel like especially with the way the Raptors want to play offense right now with these great passing bigs, that's exactly what they have needed. And um, it, it's great to see Grady, you know, overcome the slow start as a rookie and find his ground and build more confidence. So much of his, as being a rookie is just finding your confidence, finding your spot in the league and, you know, establishing something to build off of so, you know, you can continue to improve in the coming years. And I'm excited to cover that. And then, honestly, the starting group, you know, the starting group did a great job. And, and it starts with Gary, right, playing defense on Trey Young. I mean, that is that is not easy. And I know Gary only shot, what, 13 points, 4 of 14, 2 of 9 from 3, so not nearly as hot as he was yesterday. But honestly, like, he made the big shot first off. He made the huge three when it counted. And also, I think, good on Darko for closing with Gary in the end of the game because he could have easily chose to go somewhere else. He could have easily chose to say, you know what, Bruce Brown, you close the game for me instead. Or Grady, you're hot. You close the game for me. Or uh, Ochai, you're a really good defender. You close the game for me. And no one would have necessarily complained, but he showed Gary that faith and that confidence. And you got to show reward too, right? Yes, you know, you, you ask for your player to to guard for you. And he does that against one of the trickiest players in the league, holding Trey Young to single digits for the bulk of the game. Give him that chance to close. And he rewarded you with that. And he rewarded you with the three, too. So I was happy with him. I thought Jakob's energy throughout was excellent, especially in you know in the second half where there were some real ragged moments and one or two possession game. And he was just kind of holding the Raptors together, making plays at the basket defensively, rebounding, offensive rebounding, 13 rebounds for him tonight, including six offensive, six assists as well for Jakob. Um, the only thing I would say for Jakob is he really could have had a night here where he could have finished with 20 points or something. Like he took 13 shots and they were all really good shots. A lot of the flip shots, the little push shots, little you know, even layups. He's usually really good at those and really efficient, and he just couldn't get those to drop tonight for whatever reason. But what you did see from him is that when he was able to short roll, because again, uh, quickly was drawing so much attention. Um, you know, uh, Grady was drawing so much attention because of their shooting prowess. Um, the the Hawks were often setting two on the perimeter, where they were trying to blitz Scotty Barnes, so they couldn't get downhill, and they're showing two. You know, Jakob was able to short roll, catch, and then make the extra passes out. So that was good, too. So honestly, like the only guy who really didn't cover himself in glory this one is is, is uh, Wara, who unfortunately somehow he got dropped twice on crossover moves by Sadiq Bey. The first time he made it, second time Bey missed it. But like, how do you get dropped twice by Sadiq Bey in the same game? That's a really tough um, and it's 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 a little bit unfortunate for War that he couldn't capitalize more on this opportunity to start. But nevertheless, the Raptors having wing depth means that you have different options to close. And and that was the other thing I, I forgot to say about uh, you know Kelly is that you know now that you have him, the Raptors can close games in a variety of different ways. I mean, you saw this uh, you know earlier in the season, Darko even chose to, for example, close certain games without Jakob on the floor. And I didn't think that you know. That reflected well on Jakob. I think part of that was also because the Raptors had a lot of six nine forwards, so you can maybe afford to do that when you could put a Scotty OG, you know, uh, Pascal together to um, to sort of form a, a front court where you don't have a center, but you still have lots of options uh, in terms of with your size and playing some defense and things like that. But 
now you have a different option, and it's a it's a small ball five in Kelly who can also spread the floor, you know, make plays, and and uh, you know the one thing you can't necessarily always expect from Jakob in particular is can he score down the stretch? Can he convert in certain moments? Can he make the key free throws in those key moments too? And I think you saw that with Kelly. You know, the Raptors were playing a lot of pick and roll and dribble handoffs with Kelly late in the game, and he was able to finish. I mean, he had one of the most you know impressive shots out of anybody all season for the Raptors, which was late in the game. He had the ball, you know, in the post and he had it back to the basket and he hit a turnaround banking one-legged off the glass jumper from like 15 feet out. Dirk Nowitzki style, uh, which was again in a one possession game for the Raptors too. So huge moment for Kelly. Another one where he slipped to the basket and was able to Euro step. Uh, I think it was Trey Young. They were trying to hunt Trey. They got him the ball and then he was able to make a move and Honestly, like I would trust him to make more of those plays than Jakob. Now, of course, you, there's different moments for different guys. I'm not saying you should close with Kelly all the time, but tonight I thought Darko pulled the right lever there and chose to go with Kelly. And again, they didn't even have this option before, so I was happy to see it. Uh, and just overall, like a, a really good passing game. So many good moments uh, of great passes and, and 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 cutting and movement, and you know that's what you need. Um, to see from the Raptors on a consistent basis. Like, the, I would say there was, like, maybe 10 plays total out of, like, 100 uh, that the Raptors played one-on-one basketball. Like, they really, really did a great job of sharing the ball, attacking as a team, and they got a great reward for it uh, as, the, as, the, as the end product. So uh, before I get to the three stars, I want to bring you this message from our sponsor. Are you ready to get fired up for the next game? I mean, if it's anything like this game, I'm super fired up. Nothing else more than a bowl of Campbell's new chunky spicy chicken noodle soup. Let me tell you, it's got tons of seasoned chicken, veggies, and noodles, all in a tasty spicy broth. So it'll fill you up and get you fired up. So take your day to the next level. See if you can handle the heat with the new chunky spicy chicken noodle soup. Okay, your three stars from tonight's performance. This is so much energy for me on a Friday night as I lay in bed to do the react pod here. Um, yeah, your three stars from this one. I'm going to give the first out of Scotty. I thought Scotty was awesome. Um, 20 points, five rebounds, 10 assists, eight of 13 from the field, four of four from the free throw line, oh of two from three, but he made those two mid-range shots. And I'm just thinking like, yo, again, long-term and by long-term, I mean like it could even be next year, but it's sometime in the future. If you can get to that mid-range shot, if you can get the t- handle tighter and get to the mid-range shot on a more consistent basis, that is such a nice scoring weapon for him that I'm sure he can get off against so many players because of his size, because of his height, because of his touch. Um, you get that in addition to all this other stuff that Grady or Scotty's already doing. The team game he's able to play, the two-way performances is really, really exciting. I was very happy for Scotty tonight. He played a really good game and uh, made some you know strong, strong decisions. Ten assists again from him for a guy who didn't even have the ball all the time. Uh, it just shows again his his playmaking and and you know he took up some of those opportunities where you know Pascal for example used to always do that post up and then kick out for threes he did the same thing and he and he set up Gary for the three set up quickly for the three in the fourth quarter I just thought he did a great job overall on both ends your second star I'm gonna give it to Emmanuel quickly twenty four points seven rebounds five assists love the aggression from quickly I I don't honestly I don't even mind if quickly takes like three bad shots a game one per quarter uh hopefully just not one in the fourth quarter because you know it's more important but like seriously give yourself the latitude give yourself the permission to fire away and be aggressive I mean tonight one man wrecking crew to start the game put the Raptors up early Raptors had a 15-0 run 
quickly was a huge part of that. Established himself as a massive threat. And because he started drawing two defenders, I thought he was able to then string it out uh, and force the, the Hawks into drawing two on him on the perimeter and then him getting off the ball, releasing it to whoever's in the middle, Kelly uh, or Jakob, and making the Raptors play advantage basketball four on three. So I thought quickly did a great job. Defensively, I thought he did well as well, but I, there are some limitations, of course. A big guard like DeJounte wanted to pull up over him. I mean, he can contest. He can force him into mid-range shots, which he did. That's all you can do. And if they, if they make it, then you know what? Like, DeJounte is also a really damn good player. So what can you really do? Your third star. And honestly, there's so many options to go here. So many guys played well. Gary deserves a shout here for the defense he played against Trey. He also, because of his pressure defense, this was against Bogdanovich, late in the game when the Raptors were having to defend a three-point lead with the shot clock turned off, um, you actually saw that... You know, Gary's on-ball pressure actually forced the Hawks to run a really tight dribble handoff along the sideline, and they ended up stepping out. That was a huge, huge turnover in a key moment for the Raptors. So Gary, I thought, got a, had a great game. Jakob, I thought, had a great game in, in moments as well. You know, not closing with him, I think, was actually understandable considering what Kelly did to close the game. But still, it's nice to have options. Uh, you know, Kelly himself has a, is a really good option. The turnaround Dirk jumper, I mean, the stretching, floating Finger roll, uh, those are all really good. You know, Bruce Brown made good plays. Abaji made a good play. But, like, how do you not go with Grady, man? I, I think it's just been so enjoyable watching him come come in. And he's brought this, like, chaos element with his movement. You know, like, uh, that's, like, the Raptors have not had, like, gravity, moving gravity. They maybe have set gravity, like, guys in the corners, keeping guys honest, kind of things like that. They might have like, you know, a vertical gravity with a guy going towards the basket and, you know, like Jakob can, can do that a little bit. Um, but like we have now movement gravity. And I think, you know, Grady is just clearly a guy who, you know, even in addition to what the coaches have done. And and I know he shouted out the assistant coaches in particular. It's Ivo Simonich, um, the uh the other Serbian uh, coach on the coaching staff who's been friends with Darko for a really long time. He's been assigned personally to develop uh, Grady. And I think he deserves a ton of credit because, again, me being a sicko watching all these warm-ups, yes, there's other guys coming over to help. I mean, Jim Sand, Noah Lewis, you know, a whole bunch of other guys, you know, assisting. But it's the direction of it is always from Evo, who's always sitting courts out with him, watching film uh, with the laptop as well, but putting him through these drills over and over and over again. Um, you know what? They've done a really good job building Grady up and it's been really enjoyable watching him cause chaos, you know, you know, keep the defense uh, on its heels, keep them guessing. And it allows the Raptors to really, you know, capitalize on the fact that they got these really good playmakers in the front court positions, right? Like Jakob's a great playmaker or really good passer. Kelly's a really good passer for a big Scotty plays big and obviously he can really pass as well. When you have all that, then you have the movement shooter around it who can also find ways to get back door. It's just really a joy to watch. So very happy for Grady. And again, happy for Evo as well. Congratulations to him. I know he's not going to get his love like that, but seriously, uh, he, he has put in a ton, a ton of work. Like literally everything from like how to, you know, cut off a drive to uh, how to close out to, you know, uh, when to read, uh, you know, cutting back door and, and left-handed finishes, right-handed finishes, literally every kind of drill you can imagine, man. They, 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 I've said it before, but Grady goes through like the longest warm up of any player on the Raptors. And a lot of times he's not even just warming up to catch and shoot for threes. He's warming up on all the little fundamentals. And you're seeing that payoff in the games. 
Uh, your Gerald Henderson award winner. That's got to go to DeAndre Hunter. I mean, defensively, whatever. He was he was decent. I mean, he's fine. He's got some size. But offensively, he was really able to complete a lot of drives, getting downhill and making some mid-range jumpers as well. And it just kind of kept the, the Hawks offense afloat in a certain way. I mean, I think Sadiq Bey couldn't have a chance here, but he got a last time for making the game winner. So uh, ultimately, a really fun game. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Please continue to rate, review, subscribe to the Raptors show. I know we took a hiatus because the NBA was on hiatus. The Raptors were on hiatus, but we're back Monday to Friday, uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Blake Murphy continues to be away for the next two weeks. Just saw a picture of him at a beach or something. So, uh, Blake, just make sure you put on some suntan lotion. You know, you're going to need it. I know you're not listening to this because, well, I hope you're not listening to this. I hope you're just reading books and, you know, getting ready for baseball. But, you know, ultimately, uh, he's been away on a well, well-earned uh, break. And so we're going to continue to have a rotating cast of friends to co-host. We had Vivek Jacob this week. I thought he did an amazing job. Very, always very happy to collaborate with Vivek. Um, and, yeah, next week will be more of the same. You know, Lindsay Dunn is scheduled to appear. And she's always brought great vibes. Same thing with S, S. Fandy Arborini as well. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun time. I may even have a surprise for next Wednesday as well. So stay tuned. But in the meantime, uh, you've been listening to the Raptors Reaction Podcast brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. Have a great weekend. <laughs>